going on everyone welcome to the first episode of sports series podcast where i nadine ali along with cindy rodriguez austin lloyd james manning and bobby malkahi will be talking about the craziest sports conspiracies of all time this week's episode is about two blackout conspiracies in two different sports with two drastically different results the first conspiracy theory is the 2013 super bowl which is still having fans questioning what really happened all right, let's set the scene real quick. On February 3rd, 2013, at the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, before the blackout, the Baltimore Ravens were heading to a blowout victory, 28-6, against the San Francisco 49ers, a few minutes into the third quarter. Suddenly, the lights went out at the Superdome Stadium. It did not go out for a minute or two, but for 34 long minutes, which delayed the game. After the game resumed, the 49ers made a comeback attempt, scoring 17 points, but the Ravens held on to their victory. Now, was it intentional to bring more drama and life into the game, or just accidental? Baltimore linebacker Terrell Suggs spoke to ESPN a few months later and expressed, and I quote, I was like, Vegas, parlor tricks, you know what I mean? I was like, ah, Roger Goodell, he never stops. He always has something up his sleeve. He just couldn't let us have this one in on a landslide, huh? End quote. Then if he'll try to maintain the situation by claiming the power surge abnormality caused the outage. Let me show you some of the theories that the wonderful, oh so wonderful internet came up with. The first being blame the dark arts. Some say that during Hurricane Katrina, a voodoo priest put a curse on the dome while living there. Another is this was a giant marketing scheme. So advertisers pour a lot of money into these 30-second Super Bowl spots. Right? So my favorite one I've seen so far is someone who said it might be the NBC's president, Bob Greenblatt, who dressed up as a roving concession worker who pulled the plug to promote the mid-season return of revolution. And also obvious, the 49ers did it. After an amazing 108-yard return touchdown by the Ravens, of course the 49ers needed a game-changer. But not so strange in the 49ers' recent playing history because this happened in the 49ers-Steelers game back in 2011. That Monday night football game was delayed by 20 minutes in the second quarter due to a power failure from, guess, a blown transformer. Again, what do you guys think about these theories? Do you agree, or do you have any other theories? Um, I'm just going to start by saying that I believe all conspiracy theories always, so I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say that the 49ers did it. <laughs> I would agree in the sense that, you know, there's definitely ulterior motives behind the blackout. Um, however, I don't think it came from, like, the 49ers. I think it was more Roger Goodell wanting the game to be something else. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, you know, has the power to be able to do something like that. And therefore, that's what happened. And it was unfortunate, but it the end result, you know, it was just a closer game. It's not like the Ravens ended up losing where it would have been, a you know, a much bigger issue and controversy. But, you know, it was more entertaining for the fans and more people stayed, you know, tuned into the game to help the ratings, you know, not go down. I, I think there's a, a lot of different ways that we can look at this um, and also a lot of possibilities that, that could have caused this. Um, I think the, the most interesting for me was uh, – that NBC did it 
I, I tried to look a little bit closer into that conspiracy theory um, and found that uh, this Super Bowl was actually broadcast on CBS. So I feel that NBC was uh, a little bit jealous of the fact. Um, and they also recognized that they were in 2012, NBC ranked last in primetime viewership um, behind ABC, Fox and CBS. So I think that this was perfect opportunity for NBC to kind of become relevant again because they were promoting their show Revolution, which was a show uh, based in a world where there was no electricity. So oh, this shit. was the perfect setting. Um, I think right after the blackout happened, um, the Revolution Twitter ac- account tweeted, uh, just a taste of what's to come, March 25th, hashtag lights out, hashtag revolution. So it seemed uh, even if they they did just take the moment and, and ran with it, they were uh, fully prepared for, for what was to happen and what their response was going to be. I hated that the show Revolution got canceled on Netflix. Um, I got really into it, um, but... <laughs> I, I I really like the theory that the 49ers did. The 49ers were the favorite going into the game, and, you know, they were getting crushed. And in the second half, the Ravens returned a 108-yard touchdown um, to open up the half, and the 49ers were in a desperate need for a momentum change, and that's what did it for them. But I also wouldn't put anything past the NFL because they're the same ones who long denied the concussions are linked to any type of brain damage. So, like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, go ahead, Cindy. Um, what do you guys think? I saw a theory floating around that it's, like, two rival coaches um, because they're siblings. So, people are saying it's kind of like, you know, them just, like, getting back at each other. I just don't think there was, like, in the middle of a game, I just don't feel like the, you know, one of the brothers or the team itself could be like, hey, let's just, we're going to take the power out. I just, that doesn't really seem like a logical explanation. Cindy, I saw that as well. And I I think, like, they called the headline, they called it, like, the curse of the third brother or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, like, third brother that was like, you know what? I got something for both of y'all. Yeah. Has anyone uh, thought about um, if Beyonce could have had anything to do with this? Um, she did perform at the halftime show. They um, did. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that there was a lot of different uh, graphics and, you know, fire and all that kind of stuff going on. So what if, what does everyone think about that? I, I definitely – I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I definitely think Beyonce could have something. I mean, her show could have something to do with it. I mean, you know, the amount of power, you know, she probably used storing it could have caused like a circuit overload or something. Um, we should tread lightly because the beehive does not play about their queen. Um, they will shut this entire podcast down. In a matter of seconds. In a matter of seconds. All right. I take it back. <laughs> hey, it's just a theory, right? Right.
To segue to our next conspiracy theory about the 1997 game between the Baltimore Orioles and the Seattle Mariners at the Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland. Let me set the scene and tell you more about this conspiracy theory because it is quite a tale. On September 6, 1995, Cal Ripken Jr. played his 2,131st consecutive game, breaking Lou Gehrig's record and becoming MLB's new Iron Man. That record streak continued for two more years. This is where the conspiracists come in and say that that streak should have ended in August of 1997, saying that Ripken was friends with Kevin Costner and let him stay in his house. Ripken came home and found Costner in bed with his wife. And so the theory goes on to suggest that Ripken beat up Costner and called up the Orioles to say that he would not be able to come to the August 14th game against the Mariners. Luckily, the game was canceled because of an alleged electrical malfunction. So another conspiracy theory is that the Orioles orchestrated this in order to keep Cal Ripken Jr.'s streak alive. Now, why I found this to be hilarious is because both Costner and Ripken denied that that fight ever took place. Even more, Ripkins remembers that game was canceled and he was there at the stadium in the dugout prior to the outage, ready to play. Now, what actually happened is the game was first delayed because the crew was trying to fix a bank of lights that weren't operating properly. When this took too long, they decided to postpone the game altogether a few hours later. I personally do not believe this conspiracy theory and this whole Kevin Costner edition. What do you guys think about this theory? Any other theories on what might have happened? Or do you think it was the alleged electrical malfunction? I'm definitely going to need to dig a little deeper um, and, and, and research this Kevin Costner theory. But uh, definitely something fishy was going on that night for sure. Um, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I think since, you know, he already had beaten Lou Gehrig's record two years before and being the Yankee fan that I am, um, since he beat the record already, there's really no reason for this. Um, and additionally, uh, him being at the stadium kind of makes it seem like he was reported at the stadium so the way that, you know, they framed it to be like that, he was, you know, at home watching Kevin Costner with his wife <laughs> um, <laughs> seems very difficult, um, even though obviously the technology back then was, you know, much worse than it is today. So maybe, you know, the people were wrong with what they were reporting at the stadium. However, I think this conspiracy theory has a lot less of a backbone than the Ray Evans and 49ers Super Bowl blackout i've read that he actually forgot something um and just like happened to turn the car around and then found his wife with uh costner hmm. what do you guys think he forgot <laughs> <laughs> that's a little strange too because as a major league baseball player they have everything you need right it's like it wasn't a ham sandwich so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't his headphones or mask? Yeah, like right. He didn't forget any of the essentials. He didn't forget his his cleats like I used to, and mm-hmm. <laughs> he definitely had more. So, um, one of the theories that I saw that kind of supported the idea is because none of the power like surrounding the stadium went out. So, like, not a hot dog car, a lamp post, like everyone else had power except for inside of the stadium. I mean, I think this one's false. It's just more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, so with the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Austin. Sorry. No, I like it for the fun of it. I I don't really believe it, but I would like to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just 
like, like Bobby said, like, you know, he already broke the record. And it definitely seems really far-fetched, but it'd be cool if it was true. Yeah. So, so, Cindy, going off of what you just said, um, I didn't read anything about the city of New Orleans uh, losing power during their Super Bowl outage, um, which seems a little bit strange because uh, the, the stadium is entrenched right into the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do, how do we feel about that? I mean, personally, I have been to New Orleans um, and on a random Wednesday night, uh, Bourbon Street was popping like no other. Um, so I'm sure on a Super Bowl, there was millions and millions of people. Um, and I think there, it only could have taken one smart fan um, in New Orleans to kind of be able to make that, that outage happen as well. Oh, you think the fans did it? You think they were they knew? It it could be. Well, what was like the end goal? To just preserve, to do it, just to do it, right? Maybe like to preserve um, the street, like to see how far it can go. I mean, because the Superdome in New Orleans hosted ten Super Bowls, and nothing like that had ever happened before, which is tied for the most. Um, so it is, again, a little strange that out of nowhere, this happened. Do you guys think Big Brother just got bored in both of these scenarios? And was like, you know what? <laughs> just gonna do it. That seems to be what happens when all of this kind of stuff goes on. So They want to bring a little more drama. Thank you for joining us this week on Sports Series podcast. We'll see you on next week's episode filled with more sports conspiracy theories.